0: Welcome, everybody, to today's episode of the Jadava Show. I'm your host, Jacob Valliere. Glad to have you with us on a Friday, February the 26th of 2021. Uh, Lots to talk about. It's been a couple of weeks since the Super Bowl, the last time I got on here. And there's been plenty of stories, mostly NBA, a few NFL stories. You know, it's the offseason. There's a lot of drama uh, revolving around the NFL, specifically quarterbacks uh, on the move. And last year we were just spoiled. You know, we had Tom Brady finally leaving New England. Uh, we had former first-round picks like Jameis Winston and Marcus Mariota going to other teams. We had Cam Newton going to New England. Um, we had so many, like, so much transaction at quarterback in the NFL. And I think we're just sort of spoiled because we're all expecting that uh, to be the case this offseason. And uh, we are having a story. There's a story out. Um, that's been dominating headlines the last couple of weeks, uh, that Russell Wilson is not happy with the Seahawks organization. He has tried to get through to them by saying, hey, I'd like some input on the roster. Hey, Pete, can we change the offensive line? Like, get me some offensive linemen in here. You know, Russell Wilson was honored as the Walter Payton Man of the Year at the Super Bowl, and he was sitting up in a box During the game with Roger Goodell, and he's sitting watching Tom Brady have five seconds to throw the ball every time he drops back. So Russell Wilson's thinking, well, if Tom Brady can get that, so can I. Goes into a meeting with Pete Carroll and uh, asks, hey, you know, can you get me some more weapons around here? And Pete Carroll basically said, well, to hell with that. Uh, You can't tell me what to do. This is my team. This is not yours. Uh, and from what I've heard, this is the theme around the Seattle Seahawks since their owner, Paul Allen, died. Uh, it's been Pete Carroll's team. He's basically the co-owner of the team. Everything happens through him. Um, and so I'm looking at this, and I've been adamant on this show. I think Russell Wilson is a top-five quarterback in the NFL, and he's been that way for about six, seven years now, um, You know, he's the last, one of the last quarterbacks, the last couple quarterbacks to reach back-to-back Super Bowls in the last 10 years, the other being Brady and Mahomes. Listen, this is why I'm going to defend Russell Wilson on this, and I have no idea for the life of me why Pete Carroll and the Seahawks organization is willing to go to war with easily the best player in the history of their franchise. It makes almost no sense. We just saw this literally... A year ago, a power struggle between a successful coach and a successful quarterback, and they got divorced, and the quarterback won. It's the equivalent of a guy and a girl being married, and they get divorced, and the guy is living in his parents' basement, and the girl goes off and marries uh, Jeff Bezos, Like, it's pretty clear who won. I mean, you know, in hindsight, you don't look like that much of a loser. But once, you know, once she marries Jeff Bezos, who's the richest man alive, then you start to look a little bit like a schlub. And so last year when Bill Belichick dumped Tom Brady, it's not like he went from Tom Brady to Patrick Mahomes. No, he went from Tom Brady to a washed up and now ineffective Cam Newton and he went 7-9, and nine, and I think he was lucky to go 7-9. and nine. Look, relationships between a coach and a quarterback. When there's a divorce, the player, between coach and player, excuse me, the player always wins. Remember when Antonio Brown and Mike Tomlin and the Steelers organization were in their feud, and Antonio Brown was crazy, and then he carried it over to John Gruden. Okay, and the Raiders, the Steelers, and the Raiders both moved on from Antonio Brown. They decided that we are going to win this feud with AB. A couple years later, the Steelers and Raiders haven't won a playoff game since Antonio Brown left, and Antonio Brown has won the Super Bowl. So who won there? Tom Brady left Bill Belichick. Belichick decided I'm going to do it without Tom Brady. I don't need Tom Brady. He's too old. I can win with anybody. And Tom Brady just won the Super Bowl, and Bill Belichick is now 61 and 72 in his career without Tom Brady. In eight full seasons without Tom Brady, Bill Belichick has made the playoffs just once without him. So it's clear who won that one. And um, for a lot of people, it was very predictable that Brady would win that divorce with Belichick. Aaron Rodgers and Mike McCarthy were always in a feud. Mike McCarthy got fired and is now the new head coach of the Dallas Cowboys. Aaron Rodgers, since Mike McCarthy left, is 28-8, and two NFC Championship game appearances, and an MVP. Has been a pro bowler both years and was the first team all-pro quarterback. That's since Mike McCarthy left. You know, Mike McCarthy still coaches from the stone ages. Mike McCarthy, without Aaron Rodgers since 2008, is 12-21-1. Yeah, not great. Belichick and McCarthy, without Brady and Rodgers, are probably on their second and third jobs by now. Kawhi Leonard and Greg Popovich had a bit of a feud. Greg Popovich said, you know what, I'm going to get rid of Kawhi Leonard. Kawhi, since leaving Greg Popovich, has made three straight All-Star games, has won an NBA title, an NBA Finals MVP, and has been a bit of an MVP candidate the last three seasons. Greg Popovich hasn't won a playoff series since Kawhi stopped playing for him in the last four years. Popovich hasn't won a playoff series. He's the, one of the best head coaches in NBA history. Four years, zero playoff series wins without Kawhi Leonard. The star always wins here, not the coach. Pete Carroll is 49-52 and without Russell Wilson. Pete Carroll was the head coach of the New York Jets for a year. Got fired. Then he went to the Patriots for a few years. Got fired. Wasn't great. Pete Carroll had to go reclaim his coaching status in college. Had a very high-profile program at USC for about a decade. Got his reputation back up. Went over to coach the Seahawks. In two years in Seattle, 7-9, and 7-9, and nine, one more year and you're out of here, Pete Carroll. Then he lucks into drafting Russell Wilson in the third round and he's had a winning record in nine straight seasons because his quarterback hasn't missed a single start. And now Pete Carroll looks like a Hall of Fame coach. That's because of Russell Wilson. Pete Carroll was almost fired for a third time as a head coach before Russell Wilson showed up. He is a top-five quarterback in the NFL, and many people think that it's in spite of a terrible situation. The Seahawks have drafted about as poorly as you could imagine. They used a first-round pick on some running back named Rashad Penny. He's barely played the last few years. That was your first-round pick? They've used it on defensive linemen that don't end up working out. The last time the Seahawks drafted a skills player that worked for Russell Wilson was, oh yeah, never. There were reports coming out that a few years ago, if Patrick Mahomes had fallen into the lap of the Seahawks in the 2017 draft, the Seahawks would have taken Mahomes. I mean, come on. Seriously, you have your franchise quarterback, and you're saying, well, we could do better than Russell Wilson. Yeah, you could do better by Russell, than Russell Wilson by maybe one or two quarterbacks. There's maybe one or two quarterbacks in the NFL I would rather have than Russell Wilson. That's it. Patrick Mahomes, Aaron Rodgers, and maybe Tom Brady. That's it. His offensive lines have been bottom tier his whole career. And since the Legion of Boom started disbanding, the Seahawks secondary has been mostly awful, and they are coaching from the Stone Ages. They are hell bent on running the football. They let Russell Wilson cook, per se. That's what everybody loves to say. They let Russ cook in the first half of the season. This past season, DK Metcalf's even come out and said this. People started to figure us out. We were predictable. But they let Russ cook for about eight or nine games. About, yeah, seven games. Through the first seven games, Russell Wilson was on pace to throw for almost 5,000 yards and 59 touchdowns. He was on pace to throw the most touchdown passes in a single season in NFL history. And he was averaging 37 attempts a game. The rest of the season, he averaged four less attempts per game. And he would have been on pace for 1,300 less yards and 34 less touchdowns. They just stopped letting him throw the ball. His attempts went from 37 a game to 33 a game, which is like a game manager. Occasionally, you let him throw the ball around, but most of the time, you don't. The Seahawks have done wrong at every turn the last five years with Russell Wilson. Not giving him players, not giving him any help. Or protection. Post Marshawn Lynch, he hasn't had a solid running game. And your coaching, I mean, you're predictable. It's run first down, run on second down, throw it deep third down. If it's incomplete, you just punt, even if it's fourth and one. Yeah, guess where those coaches are now that punt the ball on fourth and one from around midfield? They get fired. Okay, or they're strictly on the hot seat. They're not paying you to punt it on fourth down from around midfield. You're going for it. You're also not getting paid as a coach to run the ball on first and second down. Get some play action, like throw it around, like trick them. Throw it on first down, then run it on second down, and you can't be too predictable. The Seahawks have become too predictable. They coach from the Stone Ages. Heck, their coach Pete Carroll. As great as he is, he's the oldest head coach in the NFL. That's what you give Russell Wilson. A a 70-year-old coach. I tell you, this offseason has been a clinic for teams mistreating their generational quarterback talent. I don't know how hard it is to keep your quarterback happy, but apparently in the NFL it's very difficult. Look at what the Texans are doing with Deshaun Watson. They traded away his best weapon, DeAndre Hopkins. They're going to let his second best weapon, Will Fuller, walk in free agency. And they took some of his best defensive players like Teron Matthew and Jadavion Clowney and just traded them away. And they have no first round picks for the next two years or second round picks. The draft pick cupboard is completely bare in Houston. And now they're holding Deshaun Watson hostage while he demands a trade. And you give him a position coach who's never been a coordinator to be the head coach. And by the way, he's the second oldest coach in the NFL right now. I mean, how hard is it? You literally had a chance to build a Super Bowl team. And you decided you're going to start rebuilding with a young top five quarterback. Entering the prime of his career. Give me a break. And now you're balking at, letting him, at trading him. The Eagles, since 2014, have drafted one pro bowler. One. And that's Carson Wentz, and they just traded him. So the Eagles haven't drafted one pro bowler for Carson Wentz, and now he's gone. They gave him old, washed-up receivers like Alshon Jeffrey, Deshaun Jackson, and practice squad guys like Travis Fulgham. Okay? And, I mean, Jalen Rieger and J.J. Arthago whiteside they're not working out. Okay? They're misses. But you're going to hold on to them. The Eagles' running game the last few years has been, at best, middle of the pack. And they just, their front office is a big power struggle. And so they had to get rid of Carson Wentz, which I thought was the wrong decision. And now the Seahawks don't want input from their best player, the best player in franchise history, the same quarterback who has won a Super Bowl for this franchise, that almost won back-to-back Super Bowls for this franchise, you don't want his input. I I just don't understand. I don't I don't get the logic here by the Seattle Seahawks. It's beyond me. Maybe I'll understand it one day, but maybe uh, maybe I won't. You know, it's just it's a pretty difficult to fathom thing that you would be willing to trade Russell Wilson. Now there are four teams that he listed: the Raiders, Saints, Bears, and Cowboys as the four teams that Russell Wilson would want to go to. Um, you know, those are big markets. You know, he's got a wife of a pop, a famous wife, Ciara who's a singer. She wants to go to a big media outlet. She probably wouldn't want to go to Washington, D.C. because it's a more of a political outlet than a famous people outlet. So, And both LA teams have quarterbacks like the Rams and the Chargers. So look, Dallas, Chicago, New Orleans, and Las Vegas would all make sense for Russell Wilson. I think he ultimately stays in Seattle, but they better fix that now because I, I, just, I really do not understand why it's so hard to put your pride aside and make your franchise quarterback happy. I just don't. All right, this is another story Um, so the Steelers Are in a quarterback dilemma Ben Roethlisberger's too expensive And he's not very good anymore as he enters His late 30s Um, and the Steelers Want to keep him, but he's too expensive And they don't don't know how to restructure His deal, well Art Rooney, the owner of the Steelers Came out and said that he's going to restructure Big Ben's Contract to allow him to finish His career with the Steelers Um it, it This sort of just surprised me that the Steelers have been adamant all offseason. We don't want any other quarterback besides Big Ben when, you know, there's guys like Deshaun Watson out there. There's guys you could trade up in the draft to get that might work like Trey Lance or Justin Fields. Um, there's other free agent guys like Marcus Mariota and Sam Darnold that I think would be upgrades on Big Ben at this point, but the Steelers are just hell-bent on Big Ben being their 2021 starter. And my question for that is, why? Oh, well, how do you replace, we don't have a contingency plan for Big Ben. How do you replace Ben Roethlisberger? Well, and since, since the year Big Ben was drafted, since last year, or since 2004, the Steelers are 23 and 18 when Big Ben does not play. 23 and 18. In 2019, they went eight and six without Big Ben and O-2 and with him. Once he got hurt, they went eight and six down the stretch. At one point, they were eight and two without Big Ben that year. Or something like that. I, I think it was eight and two. And they did that with Mason Rudolph and something called Duck Hodges. Yeah. Big Ben just put up a career low in yards per attempt and the fourth worst QBR in his career this past season and the Steelers are saying that's a that's hard to replace. Put Sam Darnold back there and I think instantly the Steelers are a better football team. And that's just what that's a mediocre replacement. He does not prepare well for the season. I've heard it I've seen reports of it. I've heard it on TV. Big Ben does not train well for the season like a Tom Brady used to, like a Peyton Manning used to. He isn't married to the game the way Tom Brady is. Tom Brady takes care of his body, nourishes it well. He eats avocado ice cream, for goodness sake. That's why at age 43, he can win the Super Bowl. And he's not getting hurt. He's about to be 44 years old, and Tom Brady's still playing at a high level because he takes care of his body. It's not impossible to do what Tom Brady has done. Every quarterback could do that if they put the time and effort into their bodies. Big Ben does like one yoga workout for a week and thinks, well, that's it for me. I've done my workout during the offseason. Big Ben isn't married to the game. He doesn't take good care of his body, and he's out of shape. Just look at him. Haven't you ever watched the Steelers and thought, wow, Big Ben looks big. Like, not like Athletic? He looks like big, out of shape, like this is not an NFL quarterback. Yeah, that's because he's not athletic. That's because he's not in shape. He's in football shape, but could he run a 5K tomorrow? Well, no. He's out of shape. That's the definition. The Steelers were a mess at the end of last season. They started 11-0. They went one and five down the stretch, including a brutal home loss in the playoffs to division rival Cleveland, who hadn't won a, home play, uh, a road playoff game in 50 years. One and five down the stretch after starting 11 and 0. I have always said on this show since their 11 and 0 start, going 11 and 0 is easily the worst thing that could have happened to them. Because when they were 11 and 0, Steelers fans everywhere were saying, We're the best team in the NFL, we're 11 and 0. Okay, well 8 of your wins were by one possession and those one possession wins came over teams that went 4 and 12. You barely beat Dallas, you barely beat Denver. Okay, you barely beat Philadelphia. You were you know, you lost eventually to four-win Cincinnati. You know, you're just not beating any of the the really good teams. You know, you you beat a couple of good teams, but they were close games. They came down to the last stand. It wasn't that impressive. You have an old quarterback who can't move around anymore and can't throw it deep like he used to. That's a deficiency. They've got a non-existent running game. Okay, They are not buttoned up as a franchise. They have plenty of young, immature wide receivers like Claypool and Smith-Schuster. And defensively, they're quietly getting a bit older. But they started eleven and zero, and they put up a facade that they're great, that they're this great team that could win the Super Bowl. They were never a Super Bowl contender this year with Big Ben. They're not athletic anywhere. They've got no running game. They don't run block well. Their receivers—they led the league in drops. Their quarterback is old, and. Throwing for six point three yards per attempt. That's not gonna get it done. I mean, come on, they've they barely beat Denver, barely beat Houston, barely escaped with a win over Tennessee and Baltimore, who neither of them were good enough to make the AFC championship game, barely escaped Dallas with a win, and barely beat the COVID stricken Ravens in midseason when they were on their third string quarterback. Oh, they barely beat them. And then they proceed to lose to Washington, to Cincinnati, and then twice in a row to Cleveland. Yeah, it's, look, defense is not the problem here. I even think offensive line's the problem. Running game's a problem, but when you get a more aggressive and athletic quarterback, it becomes less of a problem. Quarterback's the problem right now for the Pittsburgh Steelers. Once they figure that out, they'll be better. But congratulations to Big Ben and Art Rooney meeting, clearing the air, and agreeing that we're probably not going to be Super Bowl contenders this year because we're going to bring you back. Congrats. I'm all for unathletic quarterbacks approaching the age of 40 like the Steelers are, but you need to aspire to be a little bit more than that. All right, so um, that's the biggest NFL news. I I forgot to mention Carson Wentz has been traded to the Indianapolis Colts. Matthew Stafford's been traded to the L.A. Rams. And Jared Goff has been traded to the Detroit Lions. Uh, Those are just the first dominoes to fall. No one knows if Deshaun Watson will get traded yet. The Texans have been adamant that he will not get traded and that they're not even listening to phone calls on Deshaun Watson. We'll see about that. Russell Wilson has said at the moment, I don't want to get traded But here are four teams I'd be willing to get traded to, and it sounds like Ben Roethlisberger will be back in Pittsburgh. Um, Washington, my team, still unsure about quarterback, talking about potentially getting Marcus Mariota or Sam Darnold. I'll be fine with both. Any of them is an upgrade on Taylor Heineke or uh, one-legged Alex Smith, Um, but we'll be sure to update you on that when the time comes, but until then, thank you everybody for listening to today's episode of the Jadeva Show. I'm your host, Jacob Valliere, and we will see you all very, very soon.